Hey everyone, welcome. Hopefully this finds you remembering the beauty and hope of the season. Maybe you aren't feeling that right now. Maybe you are. Either way, I want to encourage you to spend just a few minutes with me as I share some things that might be just what you need right now. I'm going to read to you an article I wrote last Christmas for Homeschooling Today. You can find this year's free holiday digital edition for this magazine using the link that I'll include in the podcast notes. I love the heart of this magazine, and I think you will too. I shared ways to simplify Christmas in a podcast earlier this month. The permeating question came down to, where is Jesus? In the activities, the traditions, the gifts, the lights, the gatherings, it's worth taking a few minutes and asking ourselves, where is Jesus? When we do this, we quite possibly may find certain activities or even traditions falling off to the wayside in order to more fully enjoy the ones that really matter. Last week, I talked with my friend Heather about cultivating your family's holiday culture. Again, the focus was on what emphasizes and truly reflects the heart of Jesus. We can feel so rushed right now, and yet the season is really about the opposite of that. It's about taking time. It's an invitation to wait. We wait in anticipation of a promise of a Messiah that was given so many years ago. Waiting isn't something that most of us do well. I don't wait well, but recently God has literally stopped me in my tracks. It's been like gears grinding. He's revealing some parts of my heart that are not fully surrendered to Him. It's not exactly what I had in mind when I set out to wait. It's painful. I feel weak. I feel vulnerable. I feel raw. Maybe that's where you find yourself today, for whatever reason. Please know that you're not alone. But in the midst of this, we're reminded that God always keeps His promises. He will keep His promises to us and to our children. So as we ponder Christmas, and as we take a posture of waiting, we also bring our children alongside of us. In the next podcast, I will be reading aloud our family's favorite Christmas story. I'd love for you to grab your kids and sit around and listen to this great heartwarming story. But with all of these thoughts in mind, I want to share with you the article that I mentioned earlier called An Unhurried Christmas. I once heard someone say that gifts of time and love are surely the basic ingredients of a truly Merry Christmas. That may resonate with our hearts, but it seems inevitable that we end up running ourselves ragged at some point during the Christmas season. When my husband and I were married 30 years ago, we brought traditions with us from each of our own families that we both loved. When we started having children, we added more traditions, and by the time we had four or five kids, all of those traditions started feeling like huge burdens, and I began to dread the Christmas season. The holidays, by nature, bring expectations. These expectations come from many different places. They come from family, friends, social media, magazines, commercials, and yes, even the beloved Hallmark movies. Before we know it, instead of sugar plums, we have visions of 
quote-unquote perfect holiday scenarios dancing in our heads. Even if we manage to let those go, other, more virtuous expectations can easily replace them, like, quote-unquote, having a truly Jesus-filled Christmas. We find ourselves feverishly trying to figure out what that really means and what in the world it possibly might look like. We all want our children to have a wonderful memories of their childhood, especially around the holidays, and we feel a certain responsibility to help make that happen. But what if it doesn't actually look like what we think? What if it's much simpler? When I set out to make changes to unburden our Christmas season, the first thing I did was sit down and talk with our kids about what traditions were most important to them. I asked for one or two of their favorites. I was shocked at the simplicity of their answers. The things that mattered to them were really basic and uncomplicated. Cookies that we baked together, a certain favorite Christmas story, sleeping under the tree on Christmas Eve, driving around and looking at Christmas lights. None of these cost us much of anything, except for time. Once we realized this, we set out to eliminate the things that didn't matter to our kids and followed through on the things that did. Knowing that we were hitting the target freed us up to take our time to really enjoy those specific activities with our kids. The truth is that our children want us. And it's not so much which activity we are doing, it's the fact that we're spending time engaging with them, walking out relationship with them. In a hurried culture, giving of our time often makes others feel loved, whether it's our family, friends, or the next-door neighbor. But this means that we have to slow our hearts down and be willing to let go of expectations. We need to loosen our grip on perfection and open our hands up to receive what God has for us during this season. Sometimes we will still find ourselves in a hurry, But when we do, we can whisper a prayer and ask God to help us unhurry our hearts and refocus on what is really important at that particular time. One year, we decided that every night after dinner, we would turn off all the lights in the house except for the Christmas tree lights. We sat in the living room together with our Christmas music playing. No one was supposed to talk, which proved to be challenging with eight kids, but we did our best to just be silent for 10 to 15 minutes. I was honestly surprised at how much more we savored the Christmas season with that one small daily habit of being still. But isn't it true that more often than not, we find God in the ordinary and mundane? Much like that first Christmas so long ago, Joseph, Mary, and the shepherds gazed at the Son of God lying in a lowly manger within the walls of a stable that was meant for animals. From the looks of it, there was nothing magnificent happening, and yet nothing could be further from the truth. Angels sang, and the glory of the Lord surrounded a few chosen shepherds. Other than that, there was no fanfare, no bright lights, no royal public announcement. 
the birth of Jesus happened mostly under the radar. And I can't help but wonder if that might be the best way to enjoy the Christmas season. Instead of looking for meaning in the exceptional, although it may certainly be found there at times, maybe we can ask God to give us eyes and ears to see and perceive what He may have for us in the ordinary and seemingly insignificant. Luke 2 is the familiar account of Jesus' birth. If we read through this passage too quickly, it could be very easy to miss verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It seems as though Mary may give us a perfect example of how to slow down and truly enjoy the meaning of Christmas. Her heart was one that took time to reflect on the significance of the events surrounding Jesus' birth. How fitting that she would give us a pattern to follow that may just be the key to truly enjoying this season in ways that we never could have imagined. May you and yours experience the unexpected joys of an ordinary, unhurried Christmas. Christmas.